Hello guys, on Discord, hi to Cleo, DJ, Jill, Nell and Samantha. Um, we are actually, we're always live on TikTok as you guys know, but we're also live on Facebook um, this evening. Um, and of course, you guys know that everything we do is recorded so that we can send it all out on a Discord and just help, help, help. Um, generally, to those of you joining me on Facebook for the first time, we give it a couple of minutes and now the lounge is filling up. Um, there's 30, 31, 32. Um, people just join Discord and they can ask a live question. So if you click on the link in my bar, you have to download, download the Discord app, create, create a little profile for yourself and then you can come into the lounge and you can ask a question. Um, and that's what you'll hear shortly. Um, people on the Discord asking me questions, they know that you guys can all hear them, um, so it's fine. And we're not giving any advice, so we're not breaching anything um, in accordance with the, the SRA or anything like that, because I'm just giving suggestions and um, you know helping people navigate through. It's generally people who are looking to do family law themselves, um, either a divorce or a contact application or finance, something like that. So let's kick off. Just to reiterate, guys, on Facebook, because this is brand new, there should be a link uh, on the actual live that you can click, which will take you over to the Discord if you want to participate. Um, if not, then you're happy to just watch and enjoy. Absolutely. Um, right, so I'm going to start with, still can't see the hands um, oh, for right, me. Okay. Um, start with DJ uh, 10, 110. So I've invited you up to the stage. Oh, where's my pad? There we go, DJ. Hope you can hear me. What's your question? Hey there. So today, today, um, basically, it was um, to see the finders of the Section Seven and to find out if my daughter would be placed in my residential care. Um, my daughter's fifteen and sixteen in five days. Yeah. She come to live with me because of mum's partner was uh, bullying her and whatnot. Um, so she come to live with me. I found out she didn't go to school in the five years that she was at school. She missed 50% of the schooling. Uh, we got a private tutor and they said she's at year eight grade. So yeah. point, it just do the best you can. Um, so anyway, two weeks ago, she decided that she didn't want to live with me no more because rules, you have to go to college or get a job. Yeah. So she's asked that she moved back in with Nan. Um, so today the court said there's nothing they can do because she's nearly 16. Um, even though, you know, you've sorted out a college place for her and she didn't go yeah. to school. Yeah. Um, she's 16 soon and there's nothing we can do. So that's yeah. it, really. My question is, I know she's yeah. nearly 16 yeah. and I know um, they give these orders sometimes under special circumstances. The fact that she has a medical, well, she did have a medical issue that we fixed and she has that no longer. Yeah. And she was never sent to school in the first place. Can I get uh, an order to get her to still live with me till she's 18? You can't. So she gets a fair chance. Yeah, no, I, 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 and I totally appreciate what you're trying to do. But unfortunately, the family court orders, so any child arrangements orders, will only go until the child is 16. After that, they, they, they you, you just won't get one. So I think that's where the court struggled today. As much as, you know, it makes perfect sense what you're trying to do and you're just trying to, you know, give her an education and put some formality in place. That's why you didn't get that order. And it's, there's no point going back because even if you got a different judge, they would tell you exactly the same. Okay, well, thank you very much I'm for your so time. I'm so sorry. Okay, thanks, DJ. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Um, Alastair, you're next on my list. What's your question? Hi, can you hear me? I can, yes. Brilliant. Um, I've actually uh, contacted you a couple of times uh, on here and uh, through the Discord uh, notification. I saw you drop me a quick message yesterday, so thank you for that. That's all right. Um, my question is just in relation to some documents I've received um, over the weekend from the court, basically yeah. saying um, that my ex-partner's taken me uh, to court or applied for a court application yeah. to change my son's surname. Yeah. Um, now, I a couple of questions I had on this. One was, is mediation needed beforehand or should that have been discussed first? Um, because this yeah. is the first I was ever aware of the yeah. situation that she wanted to change our son's name. Yeah. Um, and I guess, secondly, what, what's kind of the probability um, that I am very active still in his life, yeah. um, contribute financially, as a chance of actually going through? So to answer the first part of your question, Alastair, um, she doesn't necessarily have to go to mediation for a name change because if you don't give your permission to do it by consent, then the answer that you know is no. That, that there's no mediation there. Is that it's either going to be a yes or a no. So they can just go on and make an application to the court. However, because you are so active in his life, there's every chance that she won't succeed. Trying to get a name change for a child is really difficult. And generally, the only way that we can do it um, is if, you know, the father has been absent for a long time. It, mm -hmm. You know, something extreme has happened and it's going to cause the child embarrassment. Um, so in your case, I think she's got a real uphill battle, what would be my view. Yeah, I mean, I guess we, we, we still, in the end, we actually still live together. And that's the other bit. Um, right. which is quite apparent in this as well that okay. um and it, it just didn't make sense that if i you know if i appreciate if i was absent father and didn't spend any time and wasn't yeah. interested yeah i could probably understand it but yeah in the, my in my circumstance that i'm very much active I contribute many ways including financially um yeah. is, and is, currently housing is it a possibility to, po to possibly double barrel the child's name so that both parents get recognition is that an option? I'm not saying, I, yeah, I'm not saying that's not an option. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I think it, you know, being fair and realistic. Um, but actually, the way she's done it makes me feel that what what's the, what has she ever considered? Yeah. Um, Oliver, sorry, my, my son, uh, or has she um, considered just herself? Which yes. I'm going to go with the latter. Yeah, and and, and that that's a shame when when you feel rail, railroaded into a court application like that you do kind mm -hmm. of go in more defensive than you would have been had you been approached beforehand. So I totally understand where, yeah. where you're coming from. Um, but okay. no, I mean, to answer your question, it will be difficult for her to, to get a complete name change. Yeah, okay. All Thanks right. for your support. Thank you're you. welcome. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Um, I noticed, just want to jump in quickly before I go to my next caller, on Facebook, you're asking me all sorts of legal questions. All I do is family law. So there's been a couple of wills questions, some probate questions. There's even been a, um, a question about if you've been caught by a speeding camera and will you get points. All I do is family law, okay? That, that's all. So children, oh. divorce, finances. Um, Andy, hi, what's your question? Hi, um, I got to custody of my children three years ago and yeah. their mum um, wanted access. Uh, I give her access and she failed to turn up 
meal meals at times. Yeah. And now she's saying that she wants access. Um, I've lost social services. I don't have them now. Yeah. And then saying it's all down to me. And I've told her to take me to court. Is that right? Um, it, it is. Well, it can be. How old are the children, first of all, Andy? Uh, four and five. Four and five. OK. And your child arrangements order is three years old. Um, and yeah. mum is looking for some contact. I mean, yeah. you you have the ability to be able to grant mum the contact if you wanted to. Um, yeah. You know, if, 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 if you're in agreement to that, to starting it slowly, if you're not in agreement and you don't think that it's actually in the child's best interest, then yes, the only option mum has is to take the matter back to court. Yeah, it's just that, uh, well, they got um, placed into foster care for seven months because, uh, well, she's got mental health problems and she yeah. beat them up and everything else. It was just a nightmare. Comp and it took me ages to fight for full custody. I finally yeah. got it. Yeah. And I give her the access and she never turned up and now she's wanting it. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a matter for you, essentially, if because you are the resident parent. So if you don't agree yeah. and you don't think it's in the children's best interest, then... But the children, the children are scared of her, to be honest. Okay. Then, then perhaps the matter should go back to court because maybe CAFCAS will be involved um, again yeah. um, this time. So, yeah, I think you're doing the right thing there, Andy. All right, thank you. All right, you're welcome. Thank bye you. bye. Thanks, bye bye. My next caller is Bingo. Bingo, how can I help? Hello. Hello, hi, Bingo. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. What's your question? Um, divorce, divorce, it been going through for the past since the first lockdown. Yeah. Um, is refused to sign the papers twice. Divorce papers and he's got rid of assets. Okay, yeah. What's your question? So, yeah. Where do I go? Where do I go from here? Because he's got rid of the ass assets that he's dragged it on for of two years. Um, oh, okay. Like I say, and now he's saying he will allow the divorce to go through. Okay. But he's already got rid of assets. Yeah, I think it, it's difficult, Bingo, when, when the assets are gone. Are there any assets left in the marriage at all? Yeah, okay. the home where I'm living. Okay, so what we can do is make what we call an adjustment, all right? So what we can do is we can go before the court and say, we used to have, and I'm just going to make up some figures here, okay? We mm -hmm. used to have 200,000 in assets. However, mm. in the last two years, he spent 50. Um, and now we've only got 150,000 left. I would like the court to take into account the 50 that he's already spent. And we call that an adjustment, okay? The thing right. to do is you, you've got to push forward with this because obviously you, the, you could have stopped him from, from like spending those assets or getting rid of those assets by making your financial application sooner. And don't get me wrong, I know that people aren't aware of this. And I, I only say that for everyone else that's listening. Um, but the, the way to do it is to set a deadline of, you know, within the next seven days, he signs a, a consent order or you make your financial application. Because once it's before the court, there's then other things that you can ask for to freeze assets, for example. I mean, if it's just the property yeah. that's left, you should be OK. Um, right. Well, this, the, 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 one other thing is, is signed a, it was in, he had shares in a property and he signed it over to somebody else. 
Uh, oh, well, that, that's okay because we've got, we'll have a paper trail there to show exactly what he's done. So we will be able to reverse that as long as we can show that he owned it before he signed it over. Yeah, he did, jointly. Okay, so, so that, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. We, that, that's something that we can definitely reverse or we can take into account anyway. Thank you very much. I've been married 30 years. Wow. And um, I'm, I'm ill. Uh, I've got yeah. a lot of health problems. I've uh, got heart problems and, and, and he's dragging it on. It's, it's just basically it's waiting for me to die. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's waiting for. So I think the thing to do is, is just take back control. Take back control of this, of this divorce and this finance and know that if he's not, if he continues to drag his feet, then you've got to go straight to court. And how long would it take to get, if you put an application in court, roughly how long? I know you can't say exactly. No. But... Well, the finances will have no more than three hearings. Uh, when you put your application in, you'll wait about three months for the first hearing. And then yeah. the overall is going to take a, between nine to 12 months. OK, um, but at least you've got uh, a finish line. You know, at the yeah. moment you have no finish line because it will go on endlessly if, if you know, until you guys can agree it. But at least when you make the court application, the judge will then make the order. It'll take the judge a little while, but at least you know that you're going to, you've got a finish line there. Yeah, OK, thank you very much. All right, no problem. And Thanks. Thank you for all your help you do, help you do on, on, online. Thank oh, you very you're much. You're welcome. Thank you, Bingo. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, just noticed a couple of questions on TikTok and on Facebook. People are asking for the number um, to actually call in. doesn't work like that. You've got to download the Discord app. You then create yourself a little profile, go on to Discord, the link's in my um, profile, um, and then you come into the lounge, put your hand up and ask a question, okay? Sounds more complicated than it is, it's really straightforward. Um, right, Natalia, you are next on my list. What's your question? Uh, can you hear me? I can, yeah. How can I help? Hi. Okay, so just to give you a little background story. So my ex and I have separated about four years ago. We, he was very adamant about getting the divorce. He didn't want to sign the papers. We finally got a decree in IC. Um, we are now going through the financial order process. Um, and I haven't applied for the absolute decree. However, we have two children together, um, age, age 12 and 7. Both have additional needs, both are autistic and ADHD. The youngest one is severely autistic. And yesterday I found out that he has, um, he is planning on moving to Spain within the next two years. Now, we have child maintenance, but he pays the bare minimum because he doesn't declare everything. He actually has businesses, but he doesn't declare them. Um, and now my worry is that he's just completely going to Spain. Um, he's just going to live there. He's going to come pop back in into the UK for his businesses. Um, but he's basically leaving me with all the parental responsibilities, with all the stress and the difficulties of raising two children on yeah. the spectrum. Yeah. Um, and he has never been involved in much. I mean, he's pressing in terms of giving me the maintenance payments and seeing the children every other weekend um, the kids stay over with him but in terms of medical appointments assessments schools um, he has never been present on anything so what can I do now because I just feel like I'm being left with you is know your, on my own um, and he's just washing off his hands and is your can question I put something is your question around child maintenance sorry is your question well, just my, around child maintenance Natalia 
Well, is is it, can I take him to court to um, set a, a specific arrangement on when he's going to be able to take the kids, on how much money he's going to be able to give me? Because obviously, if he's not here, then in, in order for me to work and do things, I'm going to have to hire people. But um, they cost a lot more than a regular old childminder because they have additional needs. Okay, so there's two questions in there, I think. If you're looking for a child arrangements order to give you a framework of when he sees the children, absolutely, you can make that application to the court. However, bear in mind that even though you have a child arrangements order, he doesn't necessarily have to stick to it. The second part of your question, I think, is around child maintenance. Although you're, although you're saying finance, I think it's around child maintenance. If a parent lives outside of the UK, you need to contact Remo. R-E-M-O, and they will be able to deal with the international element of child maintenance, okay? Does that help? Okay. Yes, but Great. Um, however, when I did apply for child maintenance here, they never took into account the high needs of the children. Um, so how, how can I move on forward for him to pay that extra amount? Would that, should I amend the financial order or... Do you do you have a financial order in place at the moment after your divorce? So it's it is we are going through it. So we have it's just he took forever to uh, fill out so, the paperwork. Yeah, no, I get that. So but, I'm but just do you... applying it now. Okay, so uh, so I feel my my part. So okay, Natalia, sorry, can I just jump in? That is fifty fifties. Okay, can I just jump in there? So the answer to my question is no. You don't have a financial order. No. So, okay, brilliant. So if you don't have one, you can still get one. And because you can still get one, yes, you can then include an additional payment on top of child maintenance within that financial order. Okay, it would be called child okay. periodical payments. And it would be very clear that it's a payment in addition to your CMS because of the higher needs of the children. Okay, so my next question is, if he says to me now that no, he denies that he's going to Spain and whatever, and that he goes in two years from now, can I uh, reapply for another financial order? Can I amend that financial no. order? No, but I think, I think the key here, Natalia, is it doesn't matter where he's living, anywhere in the world, you and the children are living in the UK. So your mm -hmm. financial needs are going to be consistent, regardless of where he is. He can live in Spain, Portugal, America, Canada, it doesn't matter your financial needs with the children are going to be consistent. So as long as you get that right in the first order, because to go back and vary a financial order is incredibly difficult. And, you know, as solicitors, we don't advise to do that lightly. They're really difficult to, to overturn. So you want to get it right the first time. Okay. All right. Oh, perfect. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, next on my list is Heidi. Heidi, how can I help? Hello. Hello. Um, I've got a question. Um, I have a contact order in place yeah. uh, for my daughter and her dad. Yeah. Uh, it's once a month supervised contact. Um, yeah. It was done in 2014. She's now 11. Yeah. Um, over the years, uh, he's been in and out of prison. He hasn't had consistent contact yeah. and things. Um, due to her well-being, I stopped contact. Um, obviously, I 
okayed this with social services. They said, obviously, if I'm worried, that's fine. That you, you do what you can to protect your child. Um, she's now at an age where she has said that she doesn't want to see her dad. Okay. Um, Is there a reason for that, Heidi? Is there a specific reason? She's scared of him. Um, he's Why? turned up at our house. Yeah. Um, he's verbally abused me in the street. Yeah. And she's scared that, like, what her main her main worry is that he's going to take her and hurt me. Okay. Um, she doesn't obviously want to see him anymore or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I am going to put in a, a variation of the order. Okay. Because what, uh, what, does the, what does the order allow for at the moment, Heidi? What does it say at the moment? Uh, once a month supervised contact, okay. uh, supervised by paternal grandparents. And um, how do you want to vary it? As in, she doesn't want to see him. Yeah. So obviously I want them to take that into, a, into account, I believe. Okay. Obviously, CAFCAS and social services will do an up-to-date risk assessment. Do you do you believe, Heidi, that there is welfare concerns? Yes. Okay. So I think a better way, um, and you know, and it's up to you at the end of the day, but what I would suggest is that you don't place the responsibility on yourself of making that order, or sorry, the application, that you simply don't allow contact to take place, which then means that dad will have to make an application. And dad's application will be to enforce the 2014 order that you've already got in place. When you yeah. then attend at court, you can explain to the judge why you haven't allowed contact to take place. A, she's scared, and in your view, she's got a good reason to be scared, and then they will investigate it. And I think the importance of doing it that way is that A, you relinquish that responsibility to him. If he wants to see the child, let him make the application for the, for the order. And, and you have the responsibility of keeping her safe. So that yeah. way you are doing your bit and he will have to do his if he wants to have contact with her. Okay, um, just another quick question. Because yeah. obviously um, I have obviously I've put my legal aid through and things yeah. like that. I'm just waiting on a response. Yeah. Um, it, was also, it was a variation of contact order, um, prohibited steps. Yes. Um, there was another thing, and also a non-molestation order. Do, do, do you think a non-molestation order would be appropriate? A non-molestation order for you, obviously, if, if you satisfy the requirement of a non-mol, so there has to have been domestic violence and it has to be recent. You know, it can't be historical domestic violence. Um, yeah. The prohibited steps order, you, you may already have that in your child arrangements order, depending on how that's worded. So if that's worded that he has supervised contact once per month and at all other times the child lives with you, indirectly you already have that anyway. Um, if you feel that he's going to snatch her, by all means go and apply for the PSO. Um, but if you feel that he maybe will take her a following contact and not return her, you, you, you have that already with your existing CAO. But the non-molestation, it would have to be recent domestic violence. Yeah, the, well... There kind of has been, yeah. <laughs> okay, then that's fine, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you will get legal aid if it's recent. So the minute you get given legal aid, you know then that you're going to be able to get a non-mole. 
because the test is fairly similar. Yes, I had to do an assessment with um, a domestic violence lady over the phone for legal aid. Yes. Just to make sure I fit the criteria. <clears throat> yeah. And obviously I did. So obviously the application is going through. Yeah. So in short, don't go for the um, contact, variation of the contact. Let him do that. And obviously, yes, I can do the non-mole. You can indeed, absolutely. And the PSO, take some advice, because obviously you'll be able to go into a lot more detail when you're speaking yeah. to your solicitor about the non-mole. You can't go into the detail here on this public forum, but take some advice there. But it might be that while you're getting your non-mole, you'll get your PSO as well. It's two different applications, but you can get them under the same certificate. Okay, brilliant. All Thank right. you. Thanks, Heidi. Bye. Thanks, bye. Can I just say a massive thank you to Sarah Jones, who I see is really helping me out on Facebook. Thank you, Sarah. Considering this is our first night on Facebook, I'm really impressed that you've sort of jumped in um, and you're telling people or directing people with what to do. Um, and Izzy, you were late here from work. It's fine. You haven't missed too much. We're on caller number seven. We've generally been talking about children's applications so far. Um, Becca, how is it I can help? Either. It's just a general, um, in your professional opinion. Yeah. Um, I think I spoke to you before. So um, we took mum to court for enforcement order um, and she breached the current order and we believe it was like parent alienation for dad. Yeah. This is our fifth court case when my mum either breaching, refusing contact or not, not promoting contact. And his son's had a 16.4 guardian. Yeah. Um, last magistrate's court... Um, Mum turned around and put a variation order in on top and refused all Kafka's advice. Uh, Kafka's advised that contact needs to progress, um, like, put forward, no variations, and that mum needs to stick to current order. And uh, magistrates decided it needs to go back to the judge. Yeah. Um, in your professional opinion, what we're not too sure what the judge can do. So mum's blatantly refusing to the court's face. Like, Kafka's is talking rubbish. Don't want to listen to Kafka's and she just want to stick to the current order yeah. to the point where she put a variation order again, um, against what well, pretty much give evidence for all enforcement order really what can the judge do if mum's just refusing blatantly to listen to Kafka's or the court so the first thing I would say not just for your benefit um, Becca yeah. but for the others that are listening is the reason that it gets pushed up to a district judge above a magistrate is district judge obviously has more power um, mm -hmm. they, ha they have a lot more knowledge but they have a lot more um, a power to be able to do things what the court or what the judge can then do is have consequences put in there for mum. And we're talking fines, we're talking potential imprisonment, we're talking change of residency, okay? So, you know, if mum is going against social services, the 16.1, going against CAFCAS, yes. going against the suggestions of magistrates, and you are talking there about parental alienation, the judge yes. can absolutely order a change of residence. Um, or other consequences. So that's why it's been pushed up to the DJ. Okay, that's thank you very much. Like you say, this is the fifth court case for since like you know since two thousand and fourteen yeah. for the same reasons. Yeah. Um, and like you say, like it was, we were both very shocked that last court case you turned on magistrate said, I don't care what Kafka is saying, I disagree. You know, and continuous as well false allegations against Dad all the time. And when it was in contact centre against the staff as well, and that was documented in that yeah. section seven. The other, um, thing, the other thing that the DJ might suggest, depending on the allegations mum makes, um, is to have a fact find. So literally to draw no, a line well, under them. 
Kafka has already said, Mum asked for another Section 7 to be done. Yeah. And Kafka has already said that the allegations she um, she um, made have already yeah. been discussed in a safeguarding hearing. Yeah. And she's got no evidence against them. And it's just, this is not new behaviour for Mum either. This is yeah. continuous for seven years yeah. of the same allegations. And, and, let's and she's got no evidence. Yeah, let's remember that the Section 7, you know, it's the public purse that pays for that. It's government funded. So we're not yeah. just going to be doing Section 7s willy-nilly without good need. No. Kafka has already done one. Then mum, you know, excuse me, mum. Chances are mum's not going to be given another one. Um, so I think again, the DJ has the power to just make an order, potentially mm -hmm. for a fact find hearing. Okay, and I'm sorry, one last question. Yeah. So, um, there's conversations of parentalisation. So dad lives in Kent and mum lives up in North. Yeah. Um, if they moved the child out of mum's care, how would that go about with the, with the distance? Well, that would be to the to the um, disadvantage of mum. You know, mum would still be allowed contact, but yeah. it would it would need to be, you know, probably alternate weekends and a lot of travelling on mum's behalf. The court okay. the court wouldn't be too concerned about that. What the court would be more concerned about is the alienation that's taking place. Yeah. The Kafka's concerned about child's mental well being at the minute. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Thank you very much for that. Good luck, Becca. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Shams Nine, you're next on the list. What's your question? Hi, good evening. Hello. Uh, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Okay, mine's a two-part question, a yeah. bit of a delicate one, so I apologise uh, okay. if I go into detail. Just stop me where I have to. I will. Uh, base basically, uh, my ex-partner has claimed domestic violence on the basis of control and cohesive. Yes. Uh, and she's claimed that she's scared of me because I wouldn't argue with her and I would I basically followed social workers' advice of the three principles, you know, don't show any tension, don't show any fear, yeah. or let the children hear anything. So I followed that principle, and she's used that against me for DV. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I live up north, and she's residing in London at the moment. Yes. Uh, it's come to my knowledge that my children are with us, is with a sex offender, residing in a sex offender. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, something she's confided with me, which I haven't used against her or brought her up, that she was sexually abused when she was a child. By a family yeah. member but yeah. she has not ever reported that to anybody okay. and it hasn't been listed and i don't want to be you i don't want to use that and be vindictive in any way right what's your question my the well-being of my children they're residing at the same property where a person has got sexual offenses to what extent i don't know okay well then you need to reach out to social services because I think you, you categorically need to find out how true this is and have social services look into that. So, so, social, so social workers already are aware of it. That's how I found out. They messed up on the report. However, they don't know the full extent. And on top of that, they have been lying about a few things which one of them has been dismissed about. Uh, on, Sorry, there's a lot of things that's happened. Just trying yeah, to keep yeah, it yeah. short. Yeah. Uh, and I don't trust the social workers because they keep releasing information where they shouldn't have. They've been twice. I've called them out on gross misconduct. Okay, uh, so so uh, if we if we fast forward and you make a court yeah. application and you say to the yeah. judge, my children's living with a sex offender and they need to be removed yeah. from that property, the first thing the judge is going to do is go to social services and they're going to go to the social services that's already involved with your children. So yeah. if they have listened to you but don't appreciate the full extent, you need to go back to them, okay? You need to go back to social services. 
Now, if you still feel that the children are at risk, well, then you make an emergency application to the court. But the judge isn't going to physically do the investigation himself. He will delegate that out to social services. The issue I've got is social services are not very uh, transparent and they're not... Uh, and, and there might, there might, there might be there might be a reason for that. There might be a reason for that that you're not aware of. Because it's because I caught it's because I'm oh, sorry, I apologize for right. of talking over you. Okay. It's because I've caught them out lying twice. Yeah, uh, probably been very, very careful. Yeah, probably not the best thing to do when they are there to assist the children. And I know it's frustrating. I say this to my clients all the time. Bite your tongue. OK, because effectively, if you alienate social services, you are, you know, turning what should be your friend into the enemy. So you, you are going to have to go back to social services in, in any event because that's going to be far quicker than making a court application. But if you still feel that you're not getting anywhere and the children are at risk, then you're going to have to go to court and make an application. The child uh, arrangements order, is that the normal process or is that something I could do to expedite it? Because it's been over two months and I've heard nothing about no, no, it yet. No, no, no. no, you, yeah, yeah, no you're going to be making an emergency application for a specific issues order. I'd be ticking it all, a prohibited steps order that the children don't live with him. Obviously the burden of proof is on you to prove that he's actually staying at mum's property. Mum might say he doesn't even live here. Um, child, you, you put in your child arrangements order but you didn't tick the emergency box. And this is definitely urgent. This has such a sense of urgency around it if the children are living with a sex offender. So I think what you need to do is send in another email to the court to say, here's my application, here's my case number, it's now, you know, I need this listing within the next 48 hours. But you've got to go back to social services, I can't stress that enough. I appreciate that, thank you very much. You're okay. Thank you very much for your time. Have okay. a nice day, bye-bye. Thanks, Shams, bye-bye. Uh, Leo, you're next on my list. Yeah. Hey, Leo. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Uh, it's just a quick question, really. Uh, yeah. I'm currently going through a divorce with, uh, obviously, my husband, yeah. who had an affair. Uh, but I just want rid of his name because of what he's done. Uh, am I able to, would it affect, because we've got a property, we've got no children, we've only got a property, yeah. bank accounts and everything have just stayed in our room, we've not got a joint account. Yeah. Would I still be able to change my name, even though we're still waiting for the change of the name on the property to go through? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. because if, so that if, affect that at all. If, if you're going to go back to your maiden name, that's fine. Yeah, because you yeah. obviously that that's your right to do so. Um, okay. and, and you will just show your marriage certificate as to how your name changed to what it is now. If you're going okay. to change your name completely, which some ladies um, like to do, then you'll have the yeah. deed poll certificate as evidence as to how the name was changed. So it's fine, Leo. You can just go ahead and do that. Oh, brilliant. Oh, thank yeah. you very much for your help. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. bye. A um, couple of questions on Facebook, wondering to know um, what I do. So I'm a family law solicitor, um, and that's my background. And just jump on here, Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, generally from about 6 to 7, and answer as many questions as I can. I'm not giving out advice, I'm just answering people's questions if they're stuck in the system. Generally, this is for people who are doing it themselves, because we don't have legal aid anymore for family law, um, and it's just giving people a bit of a, a bit of a heads up, really. Um, Fur Rod, you are next on the list. What's your question? Hi. Hello. Hi. Good afternoon. Um, 
Sorry. Hello. Yeah, no, I'm still here. What's your question? <laughs> All right. So we've had a directive um, hearing or the hearing yeah. where we had 14 days to issue a table with our allegations and a statement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, so basically, we had 14 days. We provided the statement to the court and to the other party. Yeah. But we didn't hear back from the other party because they had to do the same thing back. Yes. So we contacted the court in case they had received it, but the other party didn't send it to us. Yeah. And they said, no, we haven't. Can you please contact them and ask them to submit it? Yeah. So we, so we did. And then um, they said, oh, we never received anything from the court. Um, and we don't have a template. We don't know how to do it. So my partner was actually helping it. My partner was actually helping them um, do it, basically. Although he's the applicant and they are the respondents. Yeah. Um, will the court look at these like a non-compliance? Because it's it's a, it, we think it's a lie because she has received several emails from the court before. Is this um, um, is this a, a children's application or financial? I'm sorry. Yes, it's a it's a children's application. Children's it's based application. on a okay. Yeah. And and in the order, it gives you both permission to file statements. Does it then give permission yeah. to do a reply to those statements or not? Yes. Yes. It does. Okay. So you you essentially then you do need the other person's statement. All I would we do, say, yeah. yeah, all I would say, because if it was just that you both had to file and serve statements, then, you know, that's their loss if they don't file and serve it. But if you need to do a statement in response, I understand. Yeah. The first thing yeah. I would say is um, you've got to be careful about helping. That could be seen as duress. It's most certainly a conflict of interest. So don't do that. OK, um, by all means, okay. send, send emails directing them to where they can find a template but don't yeah. give them a template. Don't give them any notes to follow or anything like that. Um, okay. I mean, apart from that, there isn't anything more that you can do, really. If they don't file on time, then you're going to go back to court and you're going to get another order, you know, telling them to file the statement on time. If they don't file it on the second occasion, well, then the court will make a decision without that statement. And it will be based on the evidence that's before the court, which will just be your evidence. So okay. it, it, right. won't, it, it won't go against you um, at all, yeah. but it, it will delay things slightly because the court... Which is horrible. Yeah, yes. I know. And that, and sometimes the other side do play those games, especially if the yeah, other side have got, have got the children. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what's happening. Yeah. So basically, the court told us to contact her and to push yeah. her to deliver but we That's are only going to say this is what you need to do yes she already has ours so she has a template to follow if there she we wants go to. there we go that's but fine that's then it. we yeah. will not engage anymore no. we will not help because Don't. we won't want to do too much either yeah. I, I've seen this so many times before where they then get to court and they say, you know what, he was pressuring me, he was hassling me, here's evidence of all the times he called me, he's emailed me, you know, I was so scared, you know, so literally just don't do anything. She has your statement, she can use that as a template. 
Yeah. All right. That's perfect. All we right. just wanted to be sure we were doing the right thing. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> um, someone's just asked me a question on TikTok. Do people pay for this? Absolutely not. It's just questions. It's just like a bit of a Q&A, really, um, helping people who are stuck in that family law process. That's all it is. Um, next caller is Samantha. Hi, Samantha. I'm sorry, I think I interrupted that last call. Oh, no, it's all right. You were on mute, so we didn't hear you anyway. What's oh, your I was like, <laughs> I just tried to keep quiet. Um, What's your question? Sorry. That's all right. Um, so my child is seven now. Yeah. Um, I've never really been with his dad. Um, he's been applying to court for the last few years for contacts. It's been very on and off. Yeah. Um, I've had a relationship for the last year, which was a really bad case of like domestic abuse. Yeah. Um, they've been put away now. They were sentenced. Um, I told my child's father, and he then went to the social. He went to. He just said that I was um, an unfit mother, basically. Yeah. Um, the social are not in the picture anymore. They've like cleared everything off that it wasn't me. It was my ex. Yeah. Um, but. Kafkas obviously have to do their bit as well, which was a section seven. Yeah. And it's all, it's full of lies. Okay. Um, uh, or it's just completely infactual. Samantha, um, can, I, can I just jump in so I can understand a little yeah. bit more uh, about your case? Are you yeah. looking for contact or is the other side looking for contact? He is. He's looking he is. for contact. Okay, okay, that's fine. I have my little boy, yeah. Okay, that's fine, yeah. Just, I wasn't sure. All right, then. So, well, what what you do then, if you feel that the CAFCAS report, and when you go to court, Samantha, never say to the court that CAFCAS have lied, okay? Right, Always okay. say the report, in your view, is factually incorrect. All right, that's a much, mm -hmm. be much better way to say it. And then the court will say, well, how is it factually incorrect? And then you will tell them. The other option okay. is if you have been given permission to file a statement, detail in the statement how the Section 7 report is factually incorrect. All right? That's the best yeah. way to deal with it. I did do that with okay. um, the, the CAFCAS officer that we have. Yeah. Um, I did have a whole colour-coded chart and just to make it really, like easy for her to understand i sent in evidence because they had to speak to my son's school yeah um because the school report was completely wrong as well and i've got the school saying no this this was this was never discussed this is not your child yeah um and also about me having like a high communication with them they were like no you definitely don't um so it's just like it's been made up and played around with yeah and and the sad thing is that sometimes that can happen because CAFCAS are simply so overwhelmed um, with, with cases. All you can do, Samantha, is, is keep telling the court that it's not right. Um, and it may be right. that, that another one is commissioned, that, you know, another Section 7 report is commissioned. If, you know, if the school is saying this isn't even about your child, mm -hmm. then a, another one might be done. Well, that, could that happen? That they'll, yeah. they'll take me seriously, will they? Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't know because I don't know enough yeah. uh, enough context yeah. about all the inaccuracies. But it's I just a, thought Kafkas was kind of gospel to the court. No, not that. Well, look, they they do listen to the Kafkas officer because that's their independent third party. Obviously, mom and dad are very biased in their position and their views. So Kafkas mm -hmm. bring to the table what we hope is an unbiased view. 
um, and a remedy or a what's in the children's best interest scenario. However, if they're bringing to the table in um, details of another family or another child, then absolutely the court has the power to say, okay, then let's just rewind and, and let's just, you know, fix up those bits that are factually incorrect. Okay, they'll do that against Kafkas, will they? Absolutely, they will. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Would it be worth, because we haven't got a hearing, um, we haven't found out what the next hearing date is, would okay. it be worth asking to speak to her supervisor or manager? Um, try not to alienate oh. them. So, so you know, again, tread, okay. tread really carefully with Kafkas because you don't want to alienate them. Um, but right. yes, if you've spoken to the Kafkas officer and you feel as if that wasn't listened to, then diplomatically speak to their manager. Yeah. And just say, look, rather than wait till we get the next court hearing and then because, you know, you have the child. This this isn't you looking for contact. This is the other side. So you mm -hmm. could you could put it across like I'm being really helpful. I just want to you know move things along. But if we go to court with this report, actually it's going to delay things further because I'm going to be asking for another report to be done. Is there any chance yeah. that we could just fix up the um, the factual elements that aren't correct? You're not looking to change their recommendation. You're looking to have the facts reported accurately. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's completely it. Yeah. Some of the things that they said about my little boy as well, they kind of blamed, well, what they're saying his behaviour is on my previous domestic abusive relationship, and right. some of the things that they say that he does, he yeah. doesn't even do. Yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah. know where they've got it. I think it's dad that they've got it from. Potentially, it might be yeah. that, that dad's told them that, but you know. You, you are able to speak to the CAFCAS officer again. And if you haven't already, okay. that would be my, by my first step. Okay, can I ask one quick question? Yeah, go on. Um, in the section seven, they've also said that on the contacts as, on the contacts as of the next hearing, on the court order, it should be that I pick him up from one of his visits. Yeah. I can't actually afford to do that. And I kind of try and work around, like actually go to work during his visits time. Yeah. Can I say no? Absolutely, you can. But give the reason as okay. to why it's a no. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as, as, okay. you know, again, and, and, it, and it's all in the wording. As much as you would love to assist because you really do think that a relationship with the father is in the child's best interests, financially, yeah. you're just not able to do that. Yeah. All right. And then I just don't want to seem obstructive. <laughs> No, no, you won't be. No, absolutely, you won't be. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd go one step further and say, look, I'll, I'll happily provide the court with, with, you know, financial evidence of the same, but I simply mm -hmm. can't afford to, to do that. Um, and, you know, the court's not going to make an order that, you know, financially puts you into hardship. So that's OK. OK, thank you. All right. Sorry it takes so much time. That's thank all right, you. don't worry. Bye. Thanks, bye-bye. Um, my boyfriend is going through mediation, but his ex is not agreeing to any suggestion. Um, that's a question from Rachel Lloyd on TikTok. Rachel, if mediation isn't working um, and it has to be agreed mutually mediation, then the only other option is to make a court application. I don't know if it's children or finances, um, but yeah, if it, if it breaks down, get the MyAMS form from the mediator and make your court application. All right. Um, little lady in trouble, you are my next caller. How can I help? Uh, hello, I've got a question about the financial settlement. Yeah. So kind of in short, um, I've done all the child arrangements order. We've got one uh, son. Um, it got into indirect contact because the father is um, awaiting a trial, uh, which is going to happen soon. 
um, for this very serious um, sexual offences against me. Um, since the financial um, settlement started back in March 2019, um, unfortunately, we went into the final hearing, but that's been adjourned because of the COVID. Um, now, because of the charges by the CPS, um, everyone holds into the result, but that's got adjourned another year because my ex tried to frustrate the outcome. Um, and I'm just wondering, because during this time, for nearly three and a half years, he really um, put a large chunk of money on his credit card. Yeah. Um, and, and he's unemployed since the day one he got arrested. Um, and obviously, I'm trying to get through, um, develop my career and just n not try to hold back. Um, um, my question is, how would that be kind of settled? Because like I'm civil servant, I got the um, pension with the civil service. We had the E form or A form um, already given to the judges because we've been just waiting for the financial uh, final order. But we see that's kind of um, put everything on hold for the trial to to finish. What sorry? Um, what what do you mean by how would that be settled? Um, would his credit cards bills? Oh, uh, be I see. Shared? Yeah. So, so um. It's all right, I hesitate because I've just looked behind me and one of the dogs has brought a stick into the office and I made a big mess. Anyway, there we go. Um, so any debt that's incurred after separation is not a matrimonial debt, all right? So mm -hmm. only a matrimonial debt will be included within a financial order. So if it's debt that he's incurred for his sole benefit, it won't be taken into account. There will be no adjustment made to account for that. Brilliant. And just one more, I'm sorry, um, right. regarding my pension, because obviously I gave um, the amount that I had um, during the, I think, second hearing, how much is accrued on my pension from civil servant. Um, however, now obviously it's been three and a half years since yeah. we had this hearing. Yeah. Would they still take in consideration what I have now or what yes. it was before yeah. when we separated? So the law around pensions is very clear. 50% um, of all contributions made during the lifetime of the marriage will be shared equally upon divorce. And technically speaking, you're not divorced yet. So yes, until you get that decree absolute, every payment that you make to the pension and every payment that he makes to his pension is going to be divided equally between you both. I understand. Thank you so much for You're welcome. Help. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Sarayu, you are next on my list. Oh, actually, can just before I go to you, Sarayu, I'm just going to put you on mute for a second. There was a question on TikTok about what should be included in the financial order. There we go. Unknown, unknown has asked that question. It's a really good question because the purpose of a financial order is to sever all financial ties. So whatever else you have in there, you have got to sever. It's called the clean break part. Um, and it will sever the financial ties. Anything over and above that will be bespoke to the parties who want the um, actual order. All right, so I hope that helps. Um, Sayu, sorry, what's your question? Yeah, um, yeah, I'll try and summarise the tricky situation. That's all right. Um, the first one is about um, a costs order. So yeah. I, I know they are extremely rare. Yeah. Um, it's my partner that I'm supporting. Uh, we have significant evidence that this... Um, Child arrangement disorder has been put through with a view literally to financially punish um, dad. Um, there is no uh, 
point to the child rapist order particularly because contact doesn't is happens yeah and um, she doesn't want to change that she just wants it in writing so i believe that things are going to come to light through the section seven that are going to prove harm and concerns that we have had and i feel like more things are going to come to light and it's going to end up potentially in mum needing a psychological assessment yeah or interventions to the family which obviously can then lead to cost implications for dad yeah um do you think this will be a situation where the court would consider a cost order um and if so when will be the appropriate time to kind of raise it that's the first one yeah so cost orders um they ha i mean you'll never get a cost order in a children's matter never right. no okay. um and you know in in a financial matter it has to be exceptional behavior it has to be that they really did drag their feet and that their behaviour was so exceptional, it actually costed you money. Do you know what I mean? But you, you, you're very, you, you won't get it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put my neck on the line and say you won't get it in the children's hearing. If they um, recommended a psychological assessment, though, could we ask for like a financial disclosure and ask for it to be portioned appropriately? What do you mean if they amended a psychological? Assessment? No, sorry recommended oh if they recommended it oh absolutely i mean well if the court are recommending the report you would hope that they would then split the finance or the cost of the report equally between the parents now if the parents are saying they can't afford that the court might have to look at another alternative to getting the report they might have to look at another another avenue because again that if parents are saying we can't physically afford it um, then the court won't force that, and the court won't pay for it. The court, the court doesn't pay for it. It can go on a legal aid certificate if someone has legal aid, um, but the court won't. Well, pay one, for it. one side's one side's received an inheritance, hence the um, application being pushed through. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, um, and I'll try and summarise the other two questions. Right. Um, it's literally being taken to court because, well, it, it's just a backlash basically, and Mum is trying to. It, there's always been a flexible midweek um, overnight because dad works away and there's no set pattern but this is you know this has been in place for six years she's yeah. now saying that she wants a fixed night and basically these not allowed contact unless it's on that specific night yeah um, what options can a court suggest as an alternative well another night I mean it you know the, the the court's there the court will make an order essentially in what is in the child's best interest the court will not get caught up in mom and dad's tit for tat they just they just yeah. won't do it okay so it, generally speaking a contact order that a typical contact order will be alternate weekends where the um, parent picks the child up from school on a Friday and drops them back to school on a Monday and the and the weekend that that parent doesn't have the child they'll get tea in the week you know geography permitting for example so the court will make an order effectively that's in the child's best interests but dad won't be punished if he can't take up that midweek no, no, really no absolutely not no I mean if work prevents him from doing so and dad can explain that look I'm not being awkward here I just physically can't do that day that's fine the court will listen to that yeah yeah okay yeah there's other questions but obviously it's, it's a lot more complex than that okay no, I appreciate that. Thank all right you. you're welcome yes. thanks bye a um, couple of questions coming in from TikTok, which i'll just jump into quickly does a clean break order include a pension share no it doesn't a clean break is just that it's a clean break it won't include anything else um except the severing of financial ties 
If you want a pension share to be included, you're going to have to take some legal advice and get a, a proper financial consent order drafted. Um, another question was, can I get divorced in the UK if I'm married in the USA? Yes, you can. As long as you have a marriage certificate and your marriage is legally recognised here, then yes, you can get your decree absolute. And the other question I quickly saw was, can I go back to my maiden name? Yes, you can. You don't need anybody's permission. You just revert back to using your maiden name. Okay. Right. Who's next on my list? Gem Gem. What's your question, Gem Gem? I think we've spoken before. We have. Hello. Good evening. Thank you. Hi there. Um, just a quick question. It's about um, the Cash report. It's yeah. very contradictory. Yeah. Um, on her professional judgment, I'm just going to keep it short. Yeah. Um, it's saying that a risk of um, inappropriate physical chastisement, if I've um, pronounced that right, but in her recommendations, it's very much, you know, Dad can do this two occasions during a week, every other weekend. Yeah. She's very much contradicted everything, and I'm worried that the court's going to look at her professional judgment. Yeah. Or will he look towards more the recommendations? So because it, there's 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 nothing yeah. sinister going on. If that makes sense. Yeah, it might be Jen that her observations while speaking to the children, the family, she's recorded those accurately. But overall, on reflection, she doesn't feel that contact will jeopardise the child or the children. So okay. it, it, it might not be a contradiction. It might be that that's what she's thought and she's recorded that so the judge can, can get an in-depth view. However, on reflection, her recommendations are still that contact should go ahead. Right, okay. Does that makes sense? It's very much like, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. sort of, okay, that's lovely. Thank you All very right. much. You're Thank welcome, you. Jen. Thanks, bye. bye. Who's next on my list? Aku, what's your question? Hello, Aku, you've got... You, you're oh, on. hello. Oh, there we go. Can you Hi, hear me? I can, yeah. What's your question? Yes, good afternoon. Hello. Ask away, yes. Aku. Yeah. Um, I got divorced from my ex uh, about... Oh, I'm actually getting a feedback. What do I do to stop that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, are you using uh, headphones or anything, Aku? Hello. No, I'm not. It's just on the speakerphone on the phone. Okay. Hello. I'm just using the speaker. Okay. Well, uh, we'll mute us and then you ask your question, okay? Okay. okay. Can I go ahead now? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I got divorced about six years ago. That's 2016. Yeah, ask away, Aku. It's fine. I'm putting myself on mute so you don't get the feedback. So you just run with it. Run, run with the question. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. So um, we got the final court order, which included pension share and the uh, matrimonial home sale um, for when my daughter turned sixteen. My daughter turned sixteen two years ago. Uh, but my ex did not sell the house then. Recently, my daughter is 10, 18 now, and he's now put the house on the market. I think it's sold. There's been uh, an offer on the house. 
what's happened there, he's gone back to court to ask the court to set aside the order that was um, that we were given in 2016. Yeah. And my understanding from the court is that he says it's a shortfall of the child's maintenance that there's undisclosed amount and mortgage that, oh, all of that is not true because I've got bank details of what I have put him from 2017 when he filed for child maintenance. And also when he left the house before the final uh, divorce, he left for two years and I paid half of the mortgage at that time because, I mean, my salary is only little. Um, and since I've left the house five years ago, at the court, it was agreed that he will be taking care of the mortgage. And it was agreed that I signed over my legal um, yeah. whatever yeah. to him. Yeah, I understand. And yeah. then a charge of 30% of the sale of the house be put on the mortgage. Right. And um, since that time, what's happening now, I said, he's gone back to court asking them to set aside the mortgage. Yeah. Two things I want to know. In the final order, there was a purchase there. If the court decides to set aside the final order from 2016, does it mean that we're going to go back and have a look at the pension and also um, the little money I got from him to get me to rent a place? before we even look at the proceed from the sale of the house. So how it how it works how it works, Aku, is that if he applies to vary the order, he's gonna be asking the court potentially to vary a specific part of the order. And that's all the court will look at. If you then say, well if he's varying that, then I want to vary this, you would make an application. And, and you would ask the court to look at your parts. But I can tell you now, varying a financial order, especially a final financial order, which is what you guys have since 2016, is incredibly difficult. And I suspect that unless he can prove overwhelming exceptional circumstances, financial hardship, etc., he's not going to get that order overturned. Okay? Okay, I think you, I know you're still there, Aku, but we can't hear you anymore. So I I yes. I, I hope that's helped. Um, okay, Sarah, you are next on my list. What's your question? Hi, hello. Um, I'm currently in the middle of divorcing my ex-husband. Yeah, we're trying to come to a new child maintenance agreement. Yeah, however, I work shift work, so the amount um, he has them will vary. He's claiming at the moment, because he has them sometimes more weekends in a month than I do, yeah. that counts generally as more time. So he's saying it's more than a night per week. Just wondering if weekends do have any more sort of weight carried to them as opposed to midweek nights? As far as I'm aware, Sarah, no. But that's that's a better question for CMS. But I, I'm thinking no. A, a, a night's a night, whether it's a Saturday, whether it's a Tuesday. Brilliant. That was my understanding of it as well, but I just sort of wanted to get um, a bit more understanding on yeah, it if possible. That's fine. But no yeah. problem. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. Thanks. 
guys thank you so much we've recorded all of that so if you want if you missed a bit or you wanted to go back and hear any of it again it will be on the podcast paddy will put that on in the next couple of days um thank you as ever for everyone that joined me we've had hundreds and hundreds of people joining us tonight we've got about 60 that were on discord we had over a thousand in tiktok and nearly 600 in facebook so i hope that that's been useful guys it's great that the audience is getting bigger um, and that we're helping so many i'm back again tomorrow on discord tiktok live facebook live hopefully um, so I will see you all then, 6pm. Apologies to those of you still with your hand up, but I didn't get to um, answer your question. But yeah, come back tomorrow at 6 and we'll, we'll do it all over again. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.